Hey guys, real quick, before we get started, I have a small request. If you've been blessed by our content and you like this show, would you take just a brief moment and leave us a five-star review? This is quite possibly the most effective thing that you can do to ensure that this content gets out to as many people as possible. Thanks. Uh, what argument from scripture would you give to someone who says we are no longer uh, no longer beholden to the Old Testament law, um, that we are under the law of grace? Not under law, under grace. For me. Can I see that question? Yeah, let's do the first Yeah, the Old Testament law specifically. So, um, like Paul, Paul says, uh, uh, don't muzzle the ox. Worker is worthy of his wages. He takes this case law, he applies it, the principle of it, right, to pay your pastor. So obviously the Apostle Paul thought that there was something about the Old Testament law that was still applicable somehow. Uh, and that was a civil law. That wasn't even just a, a moral law. Um, and so I do, I, I do think the distinction between civil, ceremonial, moral is a good one. But what's still in effect, I think, is, is the moral law. And the civil laws kind of showcase what those moral laws are. So in our context, I think it does take some thinking sometimes. Um, often, I think you said this yesterday, Joel, about building a parapet around you know, your, on your roof. And like, we don't really do that anymore. I know that's a common answer. I, I've heard others say the same thing. Um, when asked this question, but there are other things that, that we do to try to promote safety and, and make sure that there's not negligence. And so uh, it's the principle that we're looking for. I don't pretend to know how every principle in the Old Testament might apply in certain circumstances, but um, but yeah, I mean, Jesus thought the law still applied. Paul thought the law still applied. So I mean, I think the law still applies in some way. Yeah, I keep it, I keep it real simple. You know, most people believe that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Most people believe that you should love the Lord your God with all your heart. And when I say most people, all Christians should believe those things. Um, and and it's, it's very easy. Those two things come directly from the Old Testament law. They're summaries of the Old Testament law. So if you believe those things, then you believe that you're, you should still do the Old Testament law in that regard. You should love God. Well, that's the Old Testament law. Jesus didn't make that up um, in the New Testament. He actually made that up in Leviticus. I, so I would, uh, one thing that I think is really helpful is the word under, right? No longer under law, but under grace. Like, what does that mean in terms of under? Because that's different than the law has been eroded or the law has been annihilated. It's no longer in existence or no longer in effect. I think that the, the word under, what the apostle is getting at is he's speaking of the penalty. What, for the Christian, for the one who has faith in Jesus, who's been born again by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, is no longer under the penalty of the law or the threat of the law, the judgment of the law, the condemnation of the law, but is under the the reward that comes by grace through the perfect obedience of another, namely the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think it's ter- talking in terms of penalty. In terms of, of effect, the law is still in effect, and we know this because of what A.D. said, uh, the Lord Jesus himself said that the Lord Jesus gives us an exposition of Exodus chapter 20. So love the Lord your God with all your heart. So Matthew 22, 37, 38, and 39. Uh, and he said to him, love the, it's part of our catechism. So it's, he said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind the second greatest commandment is like it that you should love your neighbor as yourself the problem is right there at that moment um people and even christians sadly will say and 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 i'll take it from here so love the lord and love my neighbor and people say and i will determine what is loving i will define what is loving to god and what is loving to neighbor 
Whereas I would say, no, no, God doesn't just get to command us to love him and love people, but God also gets to define what is, in fact, objectively loving to God and loving to people. And here we have the two tables of the law. So we have love the Lord your God. That's the first table of the Ten Commandments, the first four. So what is loving to the Lord? Have no other gods before me. Do not make any graven images. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. And honor, remember the Sabbath, and keep it holy. So I would say, do not have any gods before me. Don't be an idolater. Love God the most. Make no graven images. To get to the heartbeat of that, the, the, the equity of that, I would say that that, that means that we, we worship by faith and not by sight. We do not walk by, by sight, but by faith. And faith comes not by what we see, but faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. So Christians are a word-centric people, not an image-centric people. And that has to do with our faith. The third, do not take the Lord's name in vain. The heartbeat of that is love God with sincerity. It shouldn't be trivial. It shouldn't be flippant. It should, like, love God with sincerity and the fourth is that we should be people who rest on the sabbath day the christian sabbath which christ who is lord of the sabbath did not remove but by virtue of his resur resurrection who resurrected on the first day of the week he did not remove the sabbath but rather renewed it from the last day of the week to the first um, and so with that that's what it so when it says love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind exodus 20 tells us what that looks like and it does the same with love your neighbor that's the second table of the law commandments five through ten which means the sixth commandment, right? Thou shall not murder. That pertains to how we love our, our neighbor, right? So that's why we're wearing masks and getting a jab and all these different things and shutting down our churches because we, we don't want to do any physical harm to our neighbor. The problem is that is an unhelpful oversimplification and truncation of what it means to love our neighbor. It boils all of loving for our neighbor from six commandments, namely commandment five through 10, down to one commandment, namely the sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder. But there's also the ninth commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness. So what does it mean when I go around wearing a mask for a disease that kills point zero dot dot? You see what I'm, and, and I'm, and I'm egging on this, this mass psychosis of fear and all these different things and, and it's lending towards children being enforced to do certain things that are develop, uh, delaying their development with speech. And uh, then, okay, so there, there are more than one ways to skin a cat. So loving our neighbor, it's a big task and, and, and the Bible gives us fleshing that out from the 10 commandments in Exodus 20, not just one way to love our neighbor, do him no physical harm, thou shalt not murder, but six ways to love our neighbor. So thanks so much for listening, but real quick, before you go, do us a small favor, take a moment, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. This is undoubtedly the best way that you can help us get this biblically faithful content to as many people as possible. Thanks so much.